on this week's podcast, there really isn't gaming news. So let's talk movies. We also have the continuation of our Lent series coming at you next. Hey, and we're back. This is David Petty, uh, one of your podcast co-hosts. And uh, as we said, there's not a whole lot of gaming news this week. So we are going to talk a little bit about movies. We're going to talk a little bit about what we liked, what we didn't, and a movie that Russ saw for the first time after 28 years. Um, but then we're going to get in, we're going to get into our weekly devotional uh, for Lent with Reverend Steve Petty, my father. So uh, stay tuned after the break for that. Uh, but first, Russ, why don't you get us into the the small, tiny bit of gaming news that we do have? Well, the the small bit of gaming news I should say that we have this week is we do have a PlayStation State of Play after a State of Play last week, I believe which just uh, focused on Japanese game developers. We have a new state of play coming up this Thursday that is going to be all about the new Harry Potter Hogwarts legacy. And uh, we are going to get a lot of gameplay. So if you're a, if you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, it's coming at you uh, at five Eastern two Pacific. So for us mountain timers, that's three o'clock in the afternoon uh make sure you check it out i'm sure once it's done those uh gameplays will be up for everybody and it'll be an exciting time to get to see our first look at this massive rpg harry potter game which i think everybody is excited to get to try out so very very excited for that we just thought we'd throw that in there real quick last little bit of gaming news just to kind of throw it in there as well uh elden ring second most successful launch in the last 12 months uh, right behind Call of Duty Vanguard, which is a huge feat for a game like Elden Ring. It is not a mainstream type game, a game that everybody is going to want to play or be able to play. And it's surprising to see how many. I will say I have invested about 13, 14 hours into Elden Ring and it has clicked for me. So if it's something you might be interested in in the future, I definitely recommend giving it a go. Uh, it's definitely a little bit different from some of the past Souls games. So uh, if you're interested at all, I, I would recommend picking it up. It is rated M for mature, so make sure you are old enough to play. But other than that, we don't have much gaming news this week. So we thought, why don't we talk about some movies? There's been some great movies to come out recently that both Dave and I have seen. There's also a movie that I need to discuss with Dave because I just saw it for the first time, and I am horrible, and you guys can all take my movie card away from me for a while uh, as a result of this. But first up, let's just talk about Uncharted. Uh, obviously, uh, video game movies have a very, very bad rap uh, with horrible, horrible games, not including Doom, which is a very good video gaming movie. <laughs> but, okay, but, okay, sure, uh, sure it is. Both Dave and I have seen uh, Uncharted. Uh, Dave, we'll get your reaction first. What were your thoughts on seeing Uncharted? And, uh, you know, where does it kind of rank in, in your head in the, you know, video game movie world? Sure. Yeah. So I think um, for me, uh, and, and I'll caveat here. You can take my gamer card away from me because uh, I went and saw Uncharted with my son. Uh, I have not played Uncharted, some of which is because uh, he played through all of the Uncharted games. Uh, he really enjoyed them. They said you know, he said it, there was some of his favorite games. Uh, and so we decided to go watch it. And I think it probably rates right around five or six in the rank. You know, it's, it might make that top five. Uh, and I don't think it's better than Detective Pikachu or better than 
Um, the what's the other movie I'm thinking of? The reboot Sonic. Uh, yeah, the reboot Sonic. So Detective Pikachu, reboot Sonic. Uh, you know, arguably even Angry Birds Two might be up there just because of amazing cast it had. Um, but I think it definitely makes the top five. And here's my reason why. I think it was a fun all-around movie. Uh, some of it was I went in with no expectations as a movie that didn't claim to be an Academy Award contender. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Jungle Cruise. It felt very much that just kind of like good family fun, not family, you know, but but good good fun for all ages. Um, I don't know. And, and then I think there was a good element of nostalgia from like the Indiana Jones movies. There was some Goonies reference. Uh, yeah. So overall, I just thought it was a good, fun time. Uh, I thought the interplay between Tom Holland and um, gosh, I'm blanking Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I'm, I was thinking like Mark Zuckerberg. No, wrong Mark. Um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, that Mark. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good interplay between those two actors. I'm curious to see if they make more, which it seems like oh, they, they could. No, they uh, I'm will. curious to see how they evolve Tom Holland's character. Uh, both in terms of his physique as well as his, um, you know, his just emotional kind of maturity. He very much seemed like that kind of like teenage Spider-Man starting to become adult kind of person, you know, but definitely not the uh, Nathan Fillion uh, version that we had of Nathan Drake uh, in one of the fan films. So overall, I thought it was an excellent film, would highly recommend it. Russ, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I went in with low expectations. I know it's a video game movie. I'm not expecting the world. Uh, I just wanted to go to a theater, have some fun, eat some popcorn, enjoy the flick in the sense that I just sit there and not really have to think too much. It accomplished that for me. I did take my wife, um, who's a big Indiana Jones fan. Love that. She was so excited going into this, has no background on Uncharted, just knows that it's one of my favorite games. So she was super excited to see it came out saying, I absolutely loved it. I had a lot of fun. It brought me back to, you know, my time of, you know, dealing with uh, dealing with and, and watching Indiana Jones. So, you know, overall, it did what it needed to do. The good news is, oh, sorry. The good news is um, it's doing really well in the box office. Uh, it is at 301 million uh, worldwide. And that is before its Chinese release. It is supposed to go uh to china actually today it released today in china so they do not have the numbers yet for china so we should see that jump actually very high um the fact that it's already at 300 million worldwide without a chinese release and the type of movie this is which is very very um directed towards the chinese market i have a feeling uh that it's going to do very very well so and sony has already come out and said that this is a major uh cornerstone for them it is a major uh franchise for them that they are planning to go forward with so we will see sequels in the future of this no doubt about it and i'm excited to see where they go with it just make some fun references to the games expand on it a little bit and i i think it's gonna do just fine so excited about that the yeah. other movie that just I was oh, going to go say, if, if I could add one more thing, um, I was just looking up I, you know, for the numbers, people uh, Uncharted had a box office um, opening of 44 million. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, worldwide, about 300 million so far uh, only had a hundred and twenty million dollar budget, which is really not huge for a movie that, you know, of this size. 
Um, so I think the other thing, like it's going to be successful. They've already obviously made their budget back and then some, uh, and you know, not to mention the Chinese market, which is huge. I mean, you just see movies that go to the Chinese market and it, you know, with what 1.4 billion people over there, some of them are going to watch this. Um, but also I think it's a good investment for Sony to say, Hey, uh, I left the movie, wanted to go out and play it. Um, so, you know, maybe get some people that are interested in Uncharted as a movie that say, Oh, maybe I'll check out this game too. And I think that's a franchise that has helped them to sell consoles and helped Sony to be successful. So uh, we'll see, you know, if that happens. And then uh, I'm curious, will the same thing happen with like the Halo TV series down the line? Uh, uh, the reviews are not good. That maybe not. Today, All right. Well, we'll come back to uh, the Halo TV series another time. But yeah. Um, well, the other big release uh, in the past week and a half, uh, the Batman starring Robert Pattinson finally got released. Both David and I have seen it. Uh, as far as my reaction, I'm a huge Batman fan. Love all the Batman movies. Um, my my movie room that I watch movies in separate from the house is Batman themed. So I'm a pretty, pretty big Batman fan. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I think it is one of probably the most comic book accurate Batmans that has ever been put on the screen. It is the first time that I've felt they've really attached themselves to the detective version of batman the world's greatest detective that is what batman is known for and we have yet to really see that on screen Uh, i think they can definitely dive into that more in the sequels which we know we're getting we're getting a trilogy on top of that we're getting two series on uh, hbo max we're getting the penguin and we're getting a gotham pd which i guess has changed they've just recently announced that it's going to be focused on arkham asylum uh, which i think is a really really cool idea for that so this is going to become a very large uh, series, a very large universe. And I absolutely love what Robert Pattinson did for those people who make fun of the fact that it's like, oh, look, it's emo Batman. No, that is probably one of the most accurate depicted Batmans on screen, because if you go watch the ninth, not uh, 1989, but if you go watch Batman Returns, there's a scene at the end of the movie where Michael Keaton's Batman rips his cowl off. And in one scene, he has the cowl on, black eyes out. When he rips the mask off, all of a sudden his face is magically clean. And the black that was around his eyes with the mask is completely gone. Dumbest thing ever. Everybody always makes fun of it for it. The fact is, they actually show this. They show that, yes, Robert Pattinson is blacking out his eyes to fill the Batman mask. You have to do it. Otherwise, they'll see your eyes. And it's a lot easier to tell who you are between the eyes and the mouth. I mean, who's kidding themselves? Superman has the dumbest disguise in the history of mankind by just putting on glasses. So at least and a mustache, Batman does right? a little bit. And, and no, oh, no. no mustache. No mustache. I, that was a that was a Henry Cavill reference there with the mustache. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. No, exactly. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but uh the rest of the cast is amazing. Uh Colin Farrell, absolutely amazing as the penguin, completely unrecognizable. The action is great, the cinematography is great. Go see it. I will give one warning for all the parents out there. It is not a kid friendly. I was actually, as I was watching it, I'm like, this movie could have been rated R. Like, oh yeah. It was a very, oh yeah. Very close. Oh yeah. We took close R. Yeah, we took our 12 year old son, and uh, I would say it was, it was a heavy PG 13. I mean, it was one of those. It was one of those movies, and this has always been my problem with ratings. Right? It feels like ratings are. Does this check this box? Right. And so I've talked, I think I've talked to the podcast before 
I play a game or I used to play a game called Hunter Call of the Wild, right? This is a hunting game, beautiful scenery. When you shoot the deer, there's a little pool of blood on the ground. It's It doesn't spurt. It doesn't splat. It, there's, no, you know, but there is blood on the ground. And but because of that, it's rated M, right? And I think there might be some language. OK, so because of that, it's rated M. However, like explaining to people that there are curse words in the world and how to use them and when not to, and explaining to people that deer bleed if you shoot them, that like these are not traumatic things. Um, now, the Batman, maybe not so much language, maybe not even so much blood, but very realistic situations of peril and mental health struggles and just just all sorts of things that I went, oh, this is darker than I expected. Um, it was, it was a really good Lent movie, uh, I would say, but I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head when it comes to, uh, both the believability of this Batman, uh, you know, as he's not, you know, going from makeup on to makeup off. Uh, there was also, we saw Batman at his most vulnerable. I mean, he just gets wrecked at one point and you kind of go, Oh wow, this is not, you know, this is not the bouncy, um, you know, completely invulnerable Batman, uh, where I felt like the um, Christian Bale Batman felt like larger than life in terms of his uh, finances, you know, even even all of the expenses he was spending his money on, you kind of go, okay, well, even if you were like Jeff Bezos rich, like this is maybe over the top compared to that. Um, and then the technical part of the Christian Bale Batman was like the Iron Man over the top, have access to every single possible gadget ever. Yeah. This Batman felt like, he was very intelligent. He was very wealthy, but real. He felt really real. Um, and I think the only other thing that I would say about this Batman is uh, both, yeah, Colin Farrell, totally wild that, that that's who's in the Penguin. Uh, it took me forever to see it. I was like, I don't, this is like, just don't even, yeah. Um, but then I think the other thing is the, um, wh who's the guy, who's the actor? I'm losing it. The John, John Turturro. Nope. Um, uh, who, what, what are you looking for? Gordon? Nope. I want to find uh, it. It's right here. Paul Dano. <laughs> Paul Dano oh, yeah. is the Riddler. As the Riddler. Uh, which, you Ridiculous. know, ever since I saw him in There Will Be Blood uh, and Little Miss Sunshine, I mean, both just excellent movies. Um, he plays a really good kind of weird, creepy guy. Um, and the effort uh, he put into this character, I think, was just phenomenal. Uh, and you and I talked about it a little bit earlier, the believability of the Batman Riddler character, kind of like the Zodiac um, killer. Just just excellent. All around, excellently done, beautifully shot, wonderful sound. Um, I think my one complaint was I wish they had given even more significance to the Selena Kyle character. Um, but apparently I'm I'm in the minority there. A lot of people loved it. I thought her role in the movie was good. I just wanted more depth in character development for her. So, gotcha. yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's my thoughts on the we're, Batman. We're, we're getting a trilogy. We're getting there's some cool Easter eggs in the movie. So please go see it. Enjoy it. I will say this. It is coming to HBO Max very soon. They are breaking with the mold. Uh, they are bringing it and I will get the date real quick uh, for us because it is coming out very soon. I almost thought like, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to to watch it uh on on hbo max because you know it's it's just here's fun. the question is uh, it coming before we actually get the last of us tv series well, yeah probably Darn. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, so it is coming uh, April 19th. So we're a month wow. away from it wow. being at okay. HBO. They are doing a 45-day release to HBO Max. So wow. Okay. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. So if you haven't seen it, if you're not able to see it, you'll have a chance to see it from the comfort of your own home. So lastly, David, I'm going to let you. Wait, did you say the Batman is coming in April? Yes. Okay, I thought you were saying the Penguin series. No, 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 no. I was like, that's incredibly fast. Holy cow. No, 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 The movie is coming to HBO Max. Okay, well, that's excellent. I think a lot of people are going to watch it. I think a lot of people are going to like it. Uh, Really quick, before we move on, I'm curious to just pull up, uh, how is the Batman doing in box offices? Oh, really, really good. Uh, The Batman for box office, uh, it is currently sitting 500 million. Wow. 500 million worldwide and uh, opening of 134 million, a couple more dollars than Uncharted. At yeah. uh, and what was the budget? The Batman budget Ooh. reported 200 million. Yep. So definitely a win for Warner so, Brothers. Yeah, definitely worth the investment. Batman. Batman, what do you expect? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna uh, make money on Batman, oh, no matter yeah. what. Batman's your cash cow. I mean, Batman is Warner Brothers' cash cow. DC's cash cow. Let's be honest. I'm sorry, Superman. I still, I still want my Ben Affleck Batman movie based on his character in The Accountant. Give me that movie because, because the accountant character with the quirkiness and you know, I when when I watched The Accountant, I was like, this guy can do Batman. And then I saw the Batman v Superman, and I went, this guy cannot do Batman. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, anyway. let's let's transition. David, you can go ahead and let the people know what a terrible person I am, and we can have it. Oh discussion. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So, which, by the way, uh, Angie, and I'll give this to you, but I'll give you a great analogy that she gave me while you're we watching the movie. But go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I am often made fun of as a person with a degree in film for the number of movies that I have good. not seen. Uh, you know, like on the top of the list was like Godfather. I had not seen until recently uh, doom. I had not seen until recently, uh, you know, other good movies I had not seen until recently, but Russ was telling me he went and saw this wonderful movie the other day, finally came out on like 4k DVD. And he said, he finally saw for the first time ever the Shawshank redemption. And, and I got to tell you, not only was this incredible to me because I realized the Shawshank redemption came out 28 years ago. But also, it's got a pretty intense ending that I will not spoil for you in case you haven't seen it. No, 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 no. But somehow, Russ managed to have this not spoiled for him in 28 years of this movie being out. So uh, I'm just, I'm in awe, both at the ability for somebody to go 28 years without having something spoiled, uh, and that Russ never saw Shawshank Redemption, and it's my absolute favorite movie. Um, But Russ, what did you think about the Shawshank Redemption? Oh, I, I absolutely loved it thought uh the acting was great there wasn't a moment that i was like not you know really bought into the whole movie i was on the seat of my chair i was i was paying attention i was wondering and going through what's going to happen what's what's going on this is crazy i can't believe this is working he's so smart like the main character is such a great character my wife made a great analogy because she just did a sermon on this at church but she said that pretty much the shawshank redemption is the story of joseph So he has all this favor, like things just do not work for him very well. 
But then he has all this favor wherever he goes. He's always loved. He's always put in a position as a power, uh, positions of overlooking others. Um, he's just a really likable guy that everybody who comes in contact with him just immediately connects with him. Um, and, you know, put into prison, obviously, for the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, all, all this stuff. So it, don't, don't give away the ending, but I, no, I can no. see it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's so, an incredible. Yeah, I feel like we'll have to come back to that. Uh, it's a good analogy. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely have a discussion. We need huh. to have like a movie series that we like dive deep into some uh, allegory. Maybe a and, summer and... movie series, right? Oh, Summer's yeah. a good time yeah. for like summer blockbuster movies. We do like movie night with Russ and Dave. The the big one that I, I recently had my wife watch the very first time that she had never seen uh, was The Matrix. And I said, when, when we go to watch this, just wait and think about this in the sense of an allegory for something in the Bible. Well, like think about I mean, deep. It's it's pretty on the nose with that I, one. <laughs> I know, I mean, but so that's my point. You don't have to dig hard for that one. But so for a long time, she said she wouldn't see that movie, and then I explained like there's a big allegory, and it's like a very very direct allegory for something. I think you'll find it and you'll like it. So because of that, she absolutely loved it. But before she was like, I didn't want to see it because I thought it was just a bunch of people in leather coats shooting machine guns. Like she didn't understand mm. like that it's a much deeper, deeper film about society and about everything that's going on and, you know, consumerism and all this. Did she come away questioning stuff. reality for the rest of the day? No, no, not, not okay. like that. But, but, you know, just thought it was really great. So yeah. classic movies. Uh, we'll definitely look at doing some kind of series where we have a nice discussion. And I mean, I still want to do the, the mystery science theater 3000 thing where we just yeah. put our silhouettes at the bottom of the screen and we just commentary over like, Maybe we should do that and watch bad movies, and we'll start with like Doom, and then no, and then no. Uh, Mario we'll Bros, the, Super Mario we'll Bros, just do video game movies that are horrible, <laughs> and just go down the top one hundred list. Like here's movie night with uh, Crossfire. Yeah, yeah sure. We can do that. <laughs> okay, Dave, you you transition us. We're we're done. That's, okay, that's enough. Well, on that note, uh, I just want to thank everybody for coming along for the ride for our, our anti news uh, news day here. Um, but especially if you're here for the Lenten devotional, um, want to say thanks for either getting here or fast forwarding to this point. Um, probably I'll put a thing at the beginning that tells you where to go to get here. Um, but for a follow-up, we've been doing this Lenten devotional series on, um, a walk with Jesus, uh, really kind of talking with Peter. Uh, my dad did this series, uh, from the first hand account of Peter, uh, going through the gospel of Mark. And the way that it's formatted is that every week is a day closer to Easter in Holy week. So it starts actually with Ash Wednesday. Then this week is about Palm Sunday. And then you're going to go to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, etc., all the way until eventually you get to Easter. Uh, and obviously the events that happen at Easter. So we hope you enjoy this podcast. We hope you enjoy our devotional for today. Last reminder too, I'll tell you that if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com church for gamers uh, up top. And we really appreciate your support and thank you to everybody who has continued to support us uh, as we go. So I'm going to have the intro music and then we'll be right into the devotional.
Walk with Jesus, Class 2, Palm Sunday. Today we begin our journey to Holy Week. Jesus enters Jerusalem like a conquering hero, but the day does not end like that. Mark 11, verses 1 through 11. Finally, we were approaching Jerusalem. When we got to Bethphage and Bethany, very near the Mount of Olives, he asked two of us to go run an errand for him. He said, Go into that village up ahead. When you enter the village, you will find a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. If anyone questions you about this, just say, The master needs this colt, and we will bring it back as soon as we are done with it. So they went off, found the colt, and as they were untying it, some people nearby did confront them. Why are you untying that colt? But when they told them it was Jesus who needed it, they let them take it. They brought the colt back to Jesus, and we threw our coats on it. And he sat on it and began the ride up to Jerusalem. When people saw him, they began to cheer him on. Some people spread palm branches on the road. Others spread their coats on the ground. Then they started chanting, Blessed is the one who comes from God. Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is the kingdom of David and his family. Hosanna! Hosanna in the heights of heaven! We entered Jerusalem, and the procession went straight up to the temple gates. Jesus dismounted the colt and looked all around at everything there, but it was late. And after a while, we all went back to Bethany. Sunday in the other Gospels. All four Gospel writers agree that Jesus enters Jerusalem on a donkey, that the crowds get excited and join the parade chanting and waving. Then they all go in different directions. Matthew apparently just did a quick copy and paste from Mark, but then he adds that Jesus drove out the money changers. Then the blind and lame came to be healed. Then he has a brief encounter with the priests before he beats a retreat to Bethany. Luke also copies Mark, but quickly adds that the Pharisees objected to the impropriety of it all, so Jesus says the stones would shout out if the people didn't. Luke also has Jesus weep over the city as he approached it and predicts its fall. Then Luke has Jesus enter the temple, and following Matthew's timeline, he drives out the money changers and teaches everyone under the disapproving eye of the temple leaders. John, rather than expanding the story, condenses it. Jesus finds his own donkey, and the crowds follow because it was widely known that just days before, Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. So Peter's telling of the story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is the starting point for everyone else, and the others all depicted an immediate conflict with the temple leaders, the money changers, etc. Peter's story puts the money changers on Monday. Triumphal entry. 